Hi. For those of you who are following along on this journey, this is the second week of the first month in the autumn of the year in the Northern Hemisphere. Phew. The second week of four weeks. The first week we recommended the personal experience of your feeling considering the existence of the divine, asking the divine to help you learn, feel, and apply the significance of the first month, the first week, divine connection. Now, each month on the first week of that month, we'll do the same thing. A moment to consider the divine nature of this month from the divine perspective, asking the divine to reveal the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth month and the distinction of each month as designed by a higher function. Now, I have to tell you that when I first started 45 years ago, I wanted nothing to do with anything in the body. The body was utterly insignificant food, digestion, anything about the body was not important. I actually wanted nothing to do with anything related to relationships and people because who could like those people anyway? I'm still getting over that when I met it. I wanted nothing to do with the mind. The mind as an instrument of interference, nothing to do with the mind, nothing to do with the ego. The only thing I wanted was oh, God, God, and God, and God. Well, it took me years, decades of that to finally realize that going to God without all the other parts of it is a self-escape mechanism of personal self-delusion. Shoot, slowly I came into the understanding that the mind is an instrument of higher consciousness, an instrument, not the pathway, something to be disciplined. The ego is an instrument of duality. It has a divine purpose about how that duality mechanism of egoic separation has a function inside me that I needed to learn. I'm still learning those, by the way. Relationships, yeah, he's got pretty strong messages right from the beginning that if you really want to do this, you better learn to feel, recognize, appreciate, know, and love other people. Yeah, I'm still not very good at it.
what I'm working on, okay? I'm a work in progress. The last part was the body. I was, you know, I, I was an advocate of St. Francis of Assisi at the time. St. Francis of Assisi was an ascetic. He was, you know, like a mystic in a way. He used to call his body um, brother ass, a burden. It's useless, this body thing. It always wanted comfort and food and warmth and shelter and affection or whatever. Later in his life, they say he converted that into brother body. He used to call it brother ass, a burden. I was the same way. I'm still learning that the physicality of the body and its organic molecular compounds of opposite charges has a lot to do with holding the whole body together. And so now I'm becoming and have been for the last decade or so more appreciative of diet, exercise, molecules, other things that fortify the body's capacity to exist in the material realm and to feel that the body becomes a physical reflection of divine access. The body is not the source because everything that you see in this graphic behind me, there is a corresponding location on the soul level dynamics that now is the reminder holding the pattern that I take with me. So I don't take my body with me, but I take the corresponding locations of all of the feelings. Wow. So let me just show you this graphic behind me. And the reason I want to do this is to give you a better look at it. Let me just show you this more in a full frame for a few seconds so you can see what it's about. What you have here is a layman's approach to the body. This is some, but not all at all, of the glands, organs, and body systems. It's mostly the nervous system functions related to the nerve ganglias along the spine. There's a description of where all these nerves, they come in sets, right? So just take a look at this picture and you'll see at the bottom, it has the reproductive function and step by step, it shows you the seven points of the body that have different nerve ganglias. There's obviously those in the head relative to the eyes, the brain, and all those things on down to the neck and the, the shoulders and the heart and so on. These things are all part of the body systems. All right. So we'll come on back. What I'm engaged in is the recognition and interior intention of each one of these locations as a sensing mechanism in higher consciousness. 
I'm saying that the sight, the sound, smell, taste, and so on, all of those and hearing functions, these are all sensory functions limited to the mental sensory world around us. These other parts, they are the sensing mechanisms inside of us that are constantly messaging other systems and their systems of giving and receiving inside the body. And I'm suggesting and practicing the directed desire to want to know and feel each one of these systems as an interior access to my capacity to feel different experiences in consciousness, different frequencies. The estimates are in science, in genetic science, that the epigenetic function of the DNA stored memory of the epigenetic responses of our ancestors that we're building now. There's about 100,000 locations in a genetic molecule, each of these corresponding to a slightly different emotional feeling experience inside me. So I'm saying there is theoretically then a hundred thousand different types of feelings that are part of our ability to be able to feel. Now for the first month of this, my suggestion is learn the experience of feeling, accelerate that feeling of feeling, how to grow your capacity to feel. That's a strange concept for some people that we have an ability to feel, but that ability to feel is also expandable by a sincere desire and intention to want to feel more. I am suggesting that you consider your intention and your motive for why you would want to feel more. I'm suggesting that you examine the possibility that the ability to feel is expandable and may well be expandable forever. That the sincere desire to want to grow and feel and thrive and develop your consciousness in whatever shape, form, or expression is available in all future levels of reality. And by that, the spiritual reality to me is a higher degree of reality because it will last longer than our current physical existence. But the actual experience of the sincere desire to want to feel is founded in our existence in the body. So I'm urging you, even though you may have a desire in faith to have a relationship to God, that's good. Keep that. Now, engage the faith-oriented verb, because faith is a verb, to act upon in the body the experience of the increase of feelings in each one of these locations gradually. Because the increase of your feelings in each one of these areas is going to take you through this other sequence that you're familiar with that looks like this. This is a sequence of feelings. 
right? This is the way to go through month by month, week by week, each one of these 12 primary locations. Now, even though this looks horizontal, in this other picture, it actually is vertical. So yes, there's a horizontal and vertical component that we're constantly engaged in, and this is somewhat of the latter. And these are the nerves, glands, body systems that mirror your opportunity to develop skill sets. Now on the physiological function, they are limited to physiological functions based on molecules, diet, exercise, and even surgical intervention. So take care of your physical body and all of its physical needs and learn what it needs to be healthy. Yes, I advocate that. But I'm also advocating the utilization of the skill set of the first month. The skill set, the, the primary skill set, oh, by the way, there are many different skill sets at each one of these rungs of the ladder. On this first rung of the first month, the entry into the process, it's the two-girl month. It's the month of feeling. It corresponds to mother's side of the family, mother's mother, and it is the capacity to feel. And it also has to do with all of the water in the system and the system of elimination. That's all the physiological. We'll come back to that but it's also the system of transformation. That's not as well known. Now, one of the subsets of skills, very essential to learn, is how to use empathy. Empathy is an increase of the extension to feel. Now, the empathy has various parts to it. Most people use empathy when it, they develop it they use it as a sensing mechanism to protect themselves from other people or situations. They use their empathy. They go, I'm an empath. Yeah, you're an empath because you're technically afraid of other people. I, I've been there. Yes, I use empathy as a way of understanding and watching intruder alert, intruder alert, intruder alert, person, 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 person. We use our empathy to feel the feelings of other people. So it's an extension of the capacity to feel. Now, the conscious use of empathy is very different than the triggered reactive use of empathy. Empathy for self-protection has a limitation, and actually the empathy for self-protection ultimately becomes damaging. Sorry about that, because when you use empathy to avoid a fear or to avoid a person or to deny a feeling, to be safe, to be soothed, I'm using my empathy because I know how to keep myself safe. You know, that's called the denial of the responsibility to be fully alive. Sorry about that. I've gone through the same thing. So the conscious use of empathy is the ability to consciously desire to extend the depth and permeability of my feelings for conscious personal reasons 
that I want to grow, thrive, be happy, successful, be one with God, whatever you want to do, the conscious desire to accelerate feeling. Now, right there with the empathy is the extension of the empathy and the growing of the empathy by its subset, which is called creative imagination. Because if you even study the two-girl function, a two-girl, the second month, or excuse me, the first month, but the second child, a daughter, the function is creative independence. So if you want individuality with your creative imagination, use your empathy to set yourself free. Okay, let me try that again. Empathy is an extension of your capacity to feel. Cool. The conscious empathy is an increase of your ability to sense, not just with your feelings, but with a tactile interior sense. Now, why would you want to feel something in a tactile way? Because one of the elements of feeling is, if I hold a cup, I'm feeling the cup. That's feeling the cup. But it's tactile. Temperature, all of that, I'm involved in that. I'm suggesting that the creative imagination function of the extension of empathy gives you the ability to put your attentions inside you. Now remember we said empathy is the ability to feel the feelings of others. Now if you direct it inside you, which means literally to direct it inside the boundaries of the body, you can use the same empathy to begin the process of developing the selectivity of feeling other people's feelings inside you. Now you may you know, like really wonder, why would you want to feel anybody else's feelings inside you? Well, I'm sorry, you're composed with thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of other people's feelings. They're handed to you genetically, woven into your epigenetics as emotional memory, and now you're replicating it inside you, and that's your law of attraction. Now, come on. Do you really want your great-grandfather's pedophilia? Do you want your great-grandmother's alcoholism? Or this or that? Or I'm not saying they're all like that, but wouldn't you really like to be able to empathetically feel with sensitivity what's yours, what's not yours, and use the same empathy to feel yourself as a child and use that empathy to dissolve, remove, or transform those emotional inputs that your parents and other people put inside of you as a child. I'm suggesting the intentional use of empathy has a broad spectrum application. Empathy extended with creative imagination. Now, the creative imagination is you can feel the heart you can feel the liver, you can feel the spleen, which is not listed here, by the way. You can feel all these organs, 
and have a textural experience of the shape of the organ, would you at least consider there might be a divine perfection, not only in the location or sequence of the organs, but in the shape of that particular organ. The gallbladder has a very distinctive shape that's different than the adrenal. The shape of the spleen, very different than the thymus, and so on and so on, pancreas, liver. So your opportunity is to use the imagery and your creative imagination to touch and feel it to help you gradually develop an ever-deepening capacity to feel, extending your empathy, and then becomes a remarkable opportunity that starts to be married to it, is the experience of some form of discernment. To discern is to be able to take notice of and distinguish the difference between what's yours, what's somebody else's. Remember, empathy is the ability to feel the difference between your feelings and somebody else's feelings. You don't want to keep interpreting everybody else's feelings as your feelings. Because a lot of empaths will do that. You know, by the way, you don't want spirits who have an ability for empathy too connecting to your misuse of empathy so that they can influence what feelings you're feeling now. I'm sorry, but we're under about 100% of the time we're being influenced by somebody else's capacity for empathy. Our guides and guardians use their empathy combined with our empathy to be able to give us the nuances of thought and feeling to make a choice. No, your thoughts and your feelings are not always your thoughts and feelings. They're oftentimes other people's thoughts and feelings. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, but no. Probably 80% of the time, you're being influenced by something somewhere else. Do you really want to be influenced by your mother or father's fear of poverty or abandonment or separation? Wow. No. Thank you. It's yours. Now let me deal with my own. So one of the ways to get there is... On the second week of each month, we're going to go inside the body and examine inside of us this organ and gland of the month or the system that's involved in this season. So, for example, the two-girl first month, four-girl second month, Six girl, the third month of autumn, works together in a unit and they do primarily most of the cleaning of the body. Not all of it, but most of it. They're involved in all the processes of elimination. The same system that does elimination does transformation and metamorphosis. So you want to be able to transform, clean, more things, but you want to be able to eliminate those things that are not yours. Liberate frozen childhood memories. Liberate, but not eliminate. 
You want to liberate them, childhood memories. They're the easiest ones to do, by the way. But you have to have the desire to want to feel them. And the reason that they're the easiest to do is they're not put there by your will. As a child, particularly under the age of eight, there are many things that willful children can start to put there. Don't get me wrong. But most of the memories in early childhood that were brought upon by parents and guardians and other people's situations and even television programs where the child's memory process is bound up in a false belief system about somebody else and that freezes a childhood memory. It's frozen. I've seen them. I've felt them. I felt the experience of changing them. What's nice is they're put there without your will. So when you find them, it's easier to liberate them, morph them back into a fluidity, and let them return to their natural location that would have been a higher degree of your maturity had that feeling not been frozen by an event. Thousands and thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of childhood frozen forgotten memories. Because it was easier to freeze the memory and forget it than to deal with it in that moment because the child didn't have the cognitive ability to be able to go there and resolve the emotional content. Ideally, the parents would guide them on how to do that, but most parents aren't engaged in resolving conflict. Most parents are involved in continuing their conflict because they're not becoming responsible for their own feelings. So, to summarize, use your creative imagination, extend your empathy. Now, I'm suggesting for the moment that you do it in your body. You can do it by doing it with bones, nerves, blood cells. I've done the fallopian. I've done so many of these along this place, and nearly every one of my cosmic experiences is a part of this journey. I've had dozens in the upper brain system, many right around the heart, many at the bottom of the spine, and this is where the majority of our content experience of the increase of higher consciousness is involved. So yes, learn about all the aspects of the body. There are many free programs of anatomy. I'll recommend some other ones at another time, but you can actually open up any part of this nervous system, look at them, feel them, look at the shape, count the number of bones or nerves, and have a, an automatic ability to feel the inside of the heart. Look, if you've never seen the inside of the valves of the heart or looked at the pericardium, you're missing, missing the whole point. You need to look at what a pineal really looks like, where it is, how does it function. It's one of the primary eventual experiences of having your visionary opportunities. So get an anatomy program, learn this feeling, practice it, visualize it. That's primarily the second week of the month. The third week of the month is social emotional relationships 
that primarily are expressed or encountered outside you. Second week is inside you and inside you alone, and you're the only person who can access this feeling point inside you. No one else can access it. Other people can trigger it. When you're young, other people can damage it. But the only thing that's going to be damaging you now is how you're reacting. Sorry, you can't be a victim of what anybody else is doing. Give up the whole victimhood or blaming something else. Ah, oh, you did this and you, oh, you're doing this to me. Those are damaging to you and everyone else. Wow. Sorry. Practice the protocol. Accept the responsibility. I'm willing to feel, acknowledge, and experience 100% of all of the triggers inside me that come as a result of the law of attraction. Reject nothing. Learn how to be able to See what's yours and what isn't. Because sometimes it's not yours. But if you're triggered by it, it's yours. Well, this is the second week of the first month. I'll be back again toward the end of the week to take you through a little bit more about the second week of the month. Good luck for now.